What does a call to serve God look like? Stick around and we'll talk about that. Welcome to the Here at Home podcast, a podcast about the people here at McGregor, their stories, their ministry, and their love for Jesus. My name is Mark Bricker, and if this is your first time to the show, welcome. And if you're enjoying the Here at Home podcast, I would encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. That way you'll get each episode delivered right to your own podcast player. So join me in welcoming our guest for today's podcast, Mr. Kirk Swope. Welcome, Kirk. Hey, thank you very much. I'm honored and blessed to be here. Yeah, we are so glad to have you be a part of our show uh, here at home. And there are really a lot of reasons. I Well, there are two reasons I wanted you to be on the podcast today. One was what I talked about at the beginning about what is a call to serve God look like, and we'll mm-hmm. get to that. But also we uh, welcome you as one of our newest team yeah. members here at McGregor Baptist Church. So welcome to the team. Uh, before we get to even that role, I think it would be great for our listeners to get to know you personally just a little bit. So let's start with some of the basics. Tell us about your family. Okay. Well, I'm Kirk Swope and uh, married to Elizabeth, Elizabeth Swope, and she's an amazing wife. And we have a two and a half year old son and his name is Josiah. And he's just a blast to be with. So much mm-hmm. fun. Um, just such a blessing from God, you know, just having him in my life. How long have y'all been married? Uh, we've been married six years. Six so, yeah. years. I wasn't ready for that one, but yep, six years. Yeah, I didn't want to, didn't mean to throw <laughs> yeah. you there a little bit in case uh, Elizabeth's listening. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've been at McGregor for how many years? I've been at McGregor about 13 years, I believe. 13 years. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in LaBelle. LaBelle. So, yep. Grew up there, raised there, country, town, and loved it. Yeah. And, uh, I have, uh, I know your mom uh, and I know your brother, Caleb. Yep. Uh, any other family members? I have another older brother, Jarrett, and I have an older sister, Natalie, who lives in Ocala. So yeah. both brothers are here local. And um, yeah, it's just blessing to be with family. Yeah. The Swope Brothers. Yeah, we were joking <laughs> right. about that earlier. How many How many people, if, if you're from LaBelle, you've heard of the Swope Brothers, you, right? Most likely. <laughs> most likely. Yes. You guys left your mark <laughs> You know there. one of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How'd you end up at McGregor 13 years ago? Uh, well, I just moved back from UCF up in Orlando and came to McGregor. Mom was here and she said, hey, come to church. And so started coming to church and it started out coming to a pageant and then getting more involved and then... Um, I really got plugged in into the uh, college ministry. Carrie was leading it and um, met him one Sunday and then, you know, came back the next Sunday. He remembered my name and it just made such an impression and, Mm. and just, you know, fell in love with the church here. That's awesome. Let's go back uh, a little bit further. Uh, Tell us about how you came to know the Lord. Oh, so I was raised in a Christian household, but you know, that does not make me a Christian. Um, But it definitely, you know, an advantage and a blessing to have parents that are reading the word. I remember growing up, my mom was reading the Bible in the morning or um, in prayer, you know, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't just those times at the dinner table, hey, let's pray for, you know, 30 seconds. It was, you know, seeing a true devotion to God. Um, Parents were plugged in at the church. Uh, Mom played the piano every Sunday morning in our small church of 60 people, if, if it was 60. And then my dad was a deacon and they were just both involved. And so that was the start of me seeing who God was. Mm -hmm. And it was probably until uh, it was when I was six years old, um, I remember going up 
talking to my mom and saying, you know, like I need Jesus in my life. And uh, we prayed to receive Christ as my savior. And um, the next year, being in a small town, we didn't have a baptismal. So we went to the neighbor's yard and the pastor, the whole church came out and was baptized in my neighbor's uh, pool. Cool. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. So you were saved when you were six. Saved when I was six. Baptized at seven. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Uh, has it been smooth sailing since then? Um, it was, there wasn't much a change at first, you know, cause I was still going to church still, you know, involved. I was involved in the teens at my, at my church. Um, but it was a true test when I went to college, when mm -hmm. I got away and you know, there's not that accountability. And so it just became real. And, um, luckily God blessed me with, you know, finding an amazing community. I was involved with fellowship of Christian athletes. And I felt like for the first time I, I could able to, I was able to say, Hey, I have athletic friends that are also Christian friends. It wasn't, you know, trying to find, you know, that balance that, that was hard to find in high school. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, I was challenged, you know, wasn't walking, you know, as faithfully as I could have. Um, when I came back home to Fort Myers, I was basically challenged. I had um, a young lady, my wife, and she challenged me. She was just like, you know, can you glorify God with everything you do? And I was like, oh yeah, this is easy. And uh, when I started actually evaluating my life, it's like, you know, I need to be more serious. You know, I claim to be a Christian, but I've yet to read the entire Bible. So I set up, you know, a yearly Bible plan and mm -hmm. knocked that out and just, you know, the more time I spent in God's word, you know, is our relationship. It was just building and it was building and it was exciting. And it was just um, having, being in God's word, having good community around you, just so many things in place really grew and developed me where, um, you know, that's why I'm here today, you know, like just the community and being serious and being in God's word. It's a great testimony of the, of the purpose uh, of the body of Christ mm. to one another and how that can foster that, that spiritual growth and that accountability and that encouragement. And you seem to be a good example of what it means to have that in your life. For sure. Yeah. Let's talk about what you've done since you graduated from college vocationally. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I never really planned my whole life on being a teacher, but um, I ended up becoming a teacher. My mom played a huge influence in that. She taught for about 40 years and then I, you know, became a teacher. So wait a minute, you didn't plan on being a teacher. No. What did you plan on being? I mean, I love sports. So I thought about, you know, athletic trainer, you know, physical therapist, things like that in the athletic world, being on the sidelines, helping medical. Yeah. Um, but that just wasn't the case. And just, I mean, it's sometimes we can intentionally follow God. And then other times he's just pulling us where he wants us to be. And <laughs> Absolutely. it's, I mean, that, that was the case. And so I, I, I became a teacher and it's like, I never dreamed of being teacher, but, but I did and, and loved it. And I mm. felt God using me, you know, in the school system. I taught in the public schools elementary for 10 years. Um, shout out to Allen Park Elementary, uh, yeah. loved it there. And, um, and then it all changed this past year. I mean, I, I if you ask me two things that I'd love, I say, I love working with kids mm. and I love teaching. And that was easy to say in the public schools, but my heart was missing something. And, and it was the spiritual side. I mean, I, I have this desire for sharing God's word and that's what was missing. And um, God, I, I was knocking on other doors, you know, trying to start a tutoring business, starting to try other things, but mm -hmm. it was, you know, slowly God just pulling me where he wanted me to be. And yeah. 
now it's at you know McGregor Baptist Church. Well, let's yeah, and we'll get to exactly what you do here in a moment, but let's back up because when you started attending McGregor, it wasn't long after that that you started getting more involved in just coming to Bible study and to worship, right? Did when did you start to serve and get involved a little bit more than just uh, a Bible study? Or well, I love McGregor because there's an opportunity for everybody. It's like coming from a small town, it was hard to find where you fit in sometimes, but here it's like, oh man, there's a college ministry. Oh, then there's a a career ministry, a career class one and two. It's like, there's a place for everybody. And it's like, you know, other people that I could walk through, you know, this Christian life with others. Mm -hmm. Um, So that community is definitely huge. Um, But yeah, I mean, I got involved with Bible studies right off the bat. I was serving in children's ministry with Rita um, right, right as soon as I became a member. It's like, I mean, I wanted to get plugged in. It's like, you know, just having this passion to, you know, work and use um, these tools that God has blessed me with, you know, for the kingdom. It's funny you mentioned that about the children's ministry. I forgot about this, but I remember <laughs> her saying something in a meeting about, we've got this new guy up there on Wednesday nights doing the activities or doing the games yep. or something. And he's just awesome. He's got so much <laughs> energy. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> yep. I, I was the game room guy and yeah. ran game rooms on Sunday, Wednesday, whenever, whenever she needed me, helped out in VBS. So yeah. So you started serving, volunteering there. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you get involved in student ministry, serving there? So student ministry, uh, I was serving with Rita. I don't know how many years it must have been, maybe seven years. And then they were working on a transition from kids going from fifth grade to sixth grade. Right, and, which is know, a tough transition. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so they thought I could be that perfect person working in the you know elementary world. I know education and familiar with working with parents. And so they kind of put me out there and said, hey, would you mind being that sixth grade teacher and um, w- with the youth group? And I said, sure. And so started working with the youth and um, was just a volunteer at the, at, the, at the time, but it was... But both you and Elizabeth were involved in that. And, oh, yes. And, and serving in that ministry. To, and that really was the, de- the design of that initially was to have somebody that was going to stay in that sixth grade year after year and help those fifth graders yep. moving up into sixth grade to make that transition. And you guys were doing a great job of that. I'll never forget <laughs> yeah. one time you guys were... Because, you, you, again, you love the activities and the games. Uh-huh. And there's that big closet over there in the Grace Building. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking over. I don't even know what day of the week it was. It might have been a Wednesday night or Sunday. But the two of you were in there and trying to organize all that stuff in there. And just because you used it and you were yeah. trying to get it... Uh, Trying to have some kind of semblance of order. It might have looked like we were cleaning out. We were just searching. I mean, it's, you know, you, trying to find out where everything's at in there. But yeah, yeah. it's. So you started started serving there in the in that that ministry. Um, outside of student ministry, though, there have been some other areas that you served. And we'll come back to student ministry in just a minute. But what are some other, er, uh, other areas of ministry that you've served in here? So I served in the college ministry with Under Carry and uh, helped go on mission trips and lead some of the mission trips where it was, you know, teaching other college people about, you know, this is how we perform the skit. This is how you share your testimony. This is how you share and present the gospel. And just being on those trips, I think I went on two or three and it was just so incredible. I mean, you you think, oh, God's going to use me to, you know, change other people's lives. But I mean, he's working in your life just as much. And so Mm, um, mission trips are incredible. Uh, We also worked um, college group of us got together and we started, uh, homeless, you know, we, we, it's called soul food. That's right. And we started feeding the homeless down at Centennial park. And we did that for a few years Mm -hmm. and it was every other week. And they said they loved us because we are consistent and we are just always out there and reliable. 
Yeah. Most recently, I know you've finished up serving on the uh, personnel committee. <laughs> yeah, personnel committee as well. Yeah. And how many years did you do that? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half. So I had uh, stepped down right before I came on to uh, on staff here, yeah. but love just serving and being with the team on the personnel team. I mean, it it just it's just a way to love on the church and mm-hmm. you know love on the pastors and just uh, that, I saw that as my role, like you know, like. We're, we're trying to have order and just help encourage and just put things in place for, yeah. for, for the pastors. Now, all these volunteer serving roles, there's, there's an element of God calling you to do those things. And we talked a little bit about this beforehand, but uh, how do you process that? Because someone like yourself that has certain gifts and abilities, there's going to be people say, hey, Kirk, can you do this for us? Or, hey, Kirk, can you be a part of this? Or, hey, Kirk, can, uh, how do you as... And as an individual believer, kind of process, is this what God's calling me to do? Or maybe this isn't what God's calling me to do. Yeah, I, I think, first of all, you got to be walking with the Lord to know. I mean, if you want to listen to the Lord, you need to be in His Word. You need to be in prayer right. and have that relationship with Him. And um, just really saying, you know, what do you want in my life? And, and that's, you know... In January of this past school year, I mean, I was taking gifted classes and then I was working on my reading, you know, furthering my reading endorsement. So I had full intentions of being in the school um, and teaching in the school year that right now, but that wasn't the case. And I was approached, hey, would you just consider this job? And immediately my, I was like, no, like, you know, put me out of my comfort zone. I I don't Mm -hmm. think so. Um, But I told him I'd pray about it and seriously consider it. And I mean, having other people pray for me, you know, and, and encourage me just with words of scripture. And it, it was, um, people just reminded me, hey, God already knows the outcome. You know, like you don't have to be worried about things, but it was just knowing God's in control. You know, I'm going to act in faithfulness. And I mean, I just taught on, you know, Daniel last night and how he was being faithful and, you know, with, with his entire life. And, you know, prayer was a huge part of it, you know, mm-hmm. praying three times. And, um, you know, I know I can do a better job of that as well, but I, I think that calling comes from, are you in tune with God? You know, are, are you, and sometimes it's putting that faith where I don't know the end result. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know where God's going to have me in 10 years from now, mm-hmm. but I do know that God wants me right here. Yeah. And once you're in that position, you'll see if he's using you. Yeah. And, and so it's just awesome to be in, in the will of God. Yeah. Well, let's talk now because you've you know talked about this position here. What is your title on staff here at McGregor? And then let's give you a chance to kind of explain what your role and expectations are. Yeah. So it took me a while to figure it out, but it's the Student <laughs> Ministry Associate of Middle School. Say that again. The Student <laughs> Ministry Associate of Middle School. There you go. Yeah. And so I basically the simplified you know verbiage of that is that. Um, I work with the middle school with the youth on Sunday and Wednesday, and I plan all throughout the week on events, teaching, um, but it's, I'm discipling the youth, the the middle school youth at our church. Right. And you work obviously very closely with Chad. Yep. Chad Moore. Yep. Minister and uh, planning and working through all that. Um, What does Sunday morning look like for for you with with middle schoolers and, and Wednesday night? So Sunday morning is great. We start out with whole group and usually I will teach, Chad will teach, or we'll have someone else teaching whole group um, for about 15 minutes. Then we break into life groups, um, keeping the model of the church. And so I actually work with sixth and seventh grade boys on Sunday. 
and just to get basically, you know, disciple them and mm-hmm. mentor them. Um, we actually have mentor groups. So we're being intentional and having our leaders being intentional. So I absolutely love the design of what we do on Sundays. As far as Wednesday goes, am I jumping too fast? No, okay. perfect. Um, as far as Wednesdays goes, you know, we, we just split and we, we've been a couple weeks in now and now I teach. When you say split, Define split. Yes. Okay. So we're still unified. So like with the youth, um, it's six through 12th and we're all in the gym beforehand. And then at 625, I'll make a call. We bring sixth, seventh and eighth grade and I can teach towards, you know, to their needs. And so that's the split is you've got the middle schoolers having their own service, Mm -hmm. high school having their own. Whereas before... They were yes. together and oh, for sure. So that's the split. I wanted to clarify. Yes, that that's the split. Yeah. So I mean, um, and you didn't go off and start your own no, student no. ministry out there or something, All right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just and it's just teaching. You know what they need, and we have you know kind of expectations of what we want them to learn throughout the year, and just kind of meeting those and just mm. reinforcing. Um, but I mean, it goes back to that word of just discipleship and discipling them. You know, it's not just teaching a message and saying, see you next week. You know, it, it's it's preparing and, and making those relationships and then, you know, checking in on them. How are you doing spiritually? You know, you're reading the word of God. You know, how can I pray for you? And just hearing kids open up is just, you know, just their honesty and they're, they're willing to you know, to be vulnerable with mm-hmm. you. And so the, a lot of them are just want someone to be there for them. And so just that, that's kind of my role, you mm-hmm. know, yes, I teach, you know, but it's, you know, being involved in their lives and encouraging and loving on them. Shepherding them. Yes. Discipling. Let's dive back into the call aspect because I don't, I don't want to gloss over this. I mean, you've been building, you know, 10 years yeah. doing something. I mean, you're, you're building your, your career, your resume. I know you've got a a master's degree in administration, is that correct? Yep, yep, a master's. With, with that possibility of you know continuing in that that education track, you said you were looking at other options as well, but now all of a sudden you go from doing this for 10 years to now you're serving in the church. Mm. You said, you know, and I ask, how do you how do you discern God's will, God's call on your life? And you 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 give them some answers. But what were some of the things that perhaps you and Elizabeth, as you were going through this, how long ago, how long a process was it that you know in deciding that? Were there other people involved? How, you know, what were some of the things? If someone else is listening right now and they're weighing a, a, one of those heavy decisions, or perhaps they're sensing God calling them, what are some things you and Elizabeth did in going through that process that might be helpful to, for them to hear. Yeah, so I think a lot of people do a pros and cons. You know, they'll have the positives on one side, negatives on the other. And we did that for all aspects, you know, you know whether it was health. Do you have a whiteboard or, on your... No, not that big. <laughs> health, benefits, you know, finance, you know, but the spiritual aspect. And then, then we said, you know, what could you take away, you know, that would, where it'd be okay. Hmm. And it came down to the back to the core and it was spiritual, you know, just knowing like, I guess in the public schools, I felt, you know, handcuffed. I, I wanted to share the gospel with my students and I did, you know, um, on Easter, I, got, I was <laughs> got to share. And so, you know, but just knowing that, you know, there's this battle and I do feel handcuffed and just knowing that I can be free and share the gospel openly, you know, at work and, you know, just have this ability to do, you know, to do what God's calling me to do. And so it was just looking at, you know, this list and saying, what really matters? And it it was, for us, it was spiritually. Yeah. Let me, let me back up. I know you had an, back when you were a volunteer in the student ministry, (laughs) there was a season where we were without 
a student minister mm-hmm. and I came to you and said, hey, would you be <laughs> open this summer to being our our interim, yeah, uh, interim youth, interim student minister mm-hmm. type. I don't know what we called you, but we, you know, we'll pay you, and <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, for these two or back. That was back. I think we actually had a real summer without COVID, shortening yeah. everything. And you said yes, and you kind of got thrown in the deep end on that one. And yep. I, I haven't. I don't know if I've ever thanked you enough for all that you did. But did did that have any impact in 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 having that experience to saying, yeah, that's I want more of that, or how did that play into? Well, it let me know that I could do it. You know, you're always wondering, you know, what's the confidence level? Is this where God wants me? Is this using, you know, my gifts and talents? And, you know, after taking 70 kids, you know, across state borders, you know, on a mission, like um, to a camp, like, you know, like, okay, I can do this. Um, I just, it's it's a lot different what I'm doing now. Right. Um, you know, interim, you're just kind of keeping everything afloat. And, right. you know, like I felt a huge thing was just encouraging, you know, the volunteers and recruiting new people. Um, in this new position, I can be a lot more focused where, you know, I can truly disciple kids. Yeah. And you're not just trying to hang on and yes. keep, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. keep things together. What were, were there anything, was there anything else that kind of helped solidify that, that call that, yeah, this is where God wants us to be? You know, I didn't really look at the interim position as like, oh, this is where God's calling me. No, I, I meant for I, this, yes. what you're doing now. Yeah. But now, um, I don't, I think once I was here, like part of it was testing the waters. You have to see if this is really where God has you. And I think once, you know, you take that step of faith, once you step out, I mean, you really see if this is where God wants you. And I think just everything kind of solidifies that. I, I was wondering, you know, what am I going to miss of teaching? You know, that everyday yeah. grind. And, and I used to think, am I going to miss teaching, you know, every single day with kids? And the answer is no, <laughs> at least now it hasn't been, so you know, far, because yeah. every day I'm prepping and I'm so excited, you know, hey, Wednesday, I get to share the gospel, you know, mm-hmm. with these kids or, oh, next Sunday. And it's just, you know, I have so much excitement, you know, because of what I'm doing matters, you know, spiritually. I, I fully feel God used me in my past and, you know, it was my platform I've I've been given, um, but it's... It's just, it's, it's amazing. Like when you're walking, like, I guess it just solidifies it because, you know, you, you just know you're in the right place. That's neat. I was going to ask that question. Uh, is there anything you miss? And you just, you know, you just answered that. What about uh, having summers off? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't gotten there yet. Um, I, I did start August 1st. So I, I did have my, my, your summer possible my last summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, I'll be taking students, you know, on summer camps and hopefully summer will be busy. missions yes. and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I mean, there'll be aspects you miss um, time wise, but just, what you're really doing, like, mm. I just have so much love because, you know, what I'm doing matters. Yeah. And there's such a, a passion that I sense in you, Kirk, and the, the confirmation, even in a short period of time you've been here, it already feels like, yeah, you've been here a long time. <laughs> I guess you have, but then, and not in the, but in this role, it feels mm-hmm. like you, you've been doing this for longer than you really have. And uh, I think God is, not only is he using you, but he will continue to use you in a really powerful way. Um, I know uh, I had a chance to sneak in last night and I got a chance to hear you <laughs> teaching uh, there with the middle schoolers and our own executive producer of our podcast, Christian Miller, is one of uh, the volunteers out there. A great volunteer. Yeah. So what do you think, Christian, of uh, Kirk and his new role? 
I think he's doing a really good job. Yeah, mm -hmm. I do too. Mm -hmm. I think you're doing a good job too of volunteering out there with those middle schoolers. You like that, don't you? I do. I do. You like it's, that format? <laughs> it's definitely pretty cool to uh, sit in and lead a table discussion with all of them. So. So what are the biggest questions? I'll ask both of you. What are the biggest questions that middle schoolers are asking today? What, what's, what's on their heart and mind? <laughs> well, heart and mind are separate because yeah. they might say, what's for dinner? You know, that <laughs> might be just as that simple. <laughs> when can I go home? <laughs> what are they, what are they rustling with? What, what are some, what are middle schoolers struggling with? Um, relationships are tough. Um, there's a lot going on in middle school. So relationships are tough and just how to deal with, you know, their feelings and communication. Um, but I know even in my life, you know, communication can be tough. Yeah. What do you think, Christian? That and also finding their new like identity, like who they are as a person mm -hmm. um, is definitely one thing that they struggle with the most. So many changes happening mm -hmm. with, mm -hmm. with, with them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stop there. I'm like, <laughs> I'll just stop. All right. I'll stop. And then, there. I think yeah, that's appropriate. That's <laughs> and uh, yeah, we probably getting close to wrapping up this episode. Anything, uh, Kirk, you would like to say, um, again, going back to God's call on your life. Cause that's kind of what we started with. You know, what does it look like when God calls anything again, that might help somebody that uh, is wrestling with trying to figure out what, what God may be calling them to do that might help them in that process. And I think I've already asked you that. I, one I would much, say <laughs> if you, if you think God's calling you something, give it a shot step out, take a step, you know, um, it might not be in everybody's situation. I know I could step back into the school system I needed. Um, I also, you know, I don't know how often this opportunity would come up to work for the church. Um, so, so part of it is just, you know, you have to have that faith to step out and say, I don't know all the end details, but you know, God does, and he'll take yeah. care of it. And that's a big part of, of God calling. He often doesn't tell us a whole lot. <laughs> no. And I think that willingness to submit to him, his word, and where we sense his calling and saying, okay, I don't know where it's going to take me. I don't know what it's going to mean, but I want to be faithful and I want to be obedient. And sometimes that's the step we take first and then find out, okay, yeah, yeah this is what this is all about. And I'm sure you're going to have those days and weeks where like, oh, wait a minute, I had no idea what I was, what I was committing to and I took this position. But if, if this is where God wants you, then you'll be fine with, with whatever it looks oh, like. Sure moving forward. Well, excited to have you on our staff. Excited to have, have you on the Here at Home podcast, Kirk. Well, thank you for having me. You survived. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made it. All right. Well, this wraps up another episode of Here at Home. And thank you again, Kirk, for being a part of our Here at Home podcast. And thank you listeners for being a part of our Here at Home podcast community. And if you haven't yet subscribed, Kirk, have you subscribed to the Here at Home podcast? I'm on it. You're on it. That means you're I, I'm on one of the, there's like three different ways you can sign up. I'm on yeah. one of them. Okay. I don't get all the notifications, but okay. I'm on it. Go ahead and subscribe and maybe do a review, man, or something. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, we'd love to. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys back in a couple of weeks right here at Here at Home.